This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to the Reaching for Real Life podcast. Yes, welcome to the Reaching for Real Life podcast. Baron Wiley here with Pastor Sean Azaro. He is the pastor. Pastor Sean, how are you, sir? I am doing great. I thought you were going to say, he is the pastor of disaster. (laughs) (laughs) Master pastor. Lock it in and rip the knob off. Uh, No, you're not just the pastor here. Uh, Yes, yes, that's right. You're a podcaster. You're an author. You're also, a lot of people don't know this about you. But you're also the headmaster of a, of a certain school. I am not. I am oh, not. What no, happened? I am not the headmaster. No, no, I'm the superintendent. Superintendent. I'm I'm on the board. You, you know, can't keep yeah. a job, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it is? No, we have an actual you're educator. No, we have an educator oh, as the headmaster. You know, I gotcha. I, I kind of help with administrative and leadership stuff. But no, we have uh, Monty Manser is the principal of River City Believers Academy. Is okay. an awesome man. And uh, actually, we're going to talk with him in just a little bit here. But yeah, we uh, we have a we have a great school here, and I am not the headmaster. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start over and just tell me how did this school come to River City? Well, actually, they approached us. This was a a school. Everything's uh, happened. You like that, yeah, Baron? You're you know, not in charge. Stumble butt backwards into things. And got, <laughs> can and I say that on the radio? <laughs> you just did. You probably shouldn't. <laughs> You're listening to AM six thirty. The word KSL. <laughs> Uh, no, it's one of these things where they approached us and the small school and was kind of looking for a home. They had been part of another church and they had had to leave. And so they were look. and you know, I wasn't really looking for a Christian school. Mm-hmm. Okay. It just wasn't. But as I met with the, it was the board chairman at the time and, uh, um, he just began talking. I, I prayed about, well, Lord, what do you think? And the Lord's like, no, I want you to talk to this command. I want you to you know, and we met with the board and our board met with everybody. And we just felt like God was saying, no, we want you to adopt this. We don't want you just to rent. We want you to kind of get into the Christian education business, if you wow. will. And, and, you know, what I've seen is there's such an incredible leadership development opportunity. Mm. You know, one of the challenges of, of, of youth ministry is that the school television, sports, everything else, entertainment, movies, everything else in the world gets the kids all week long. And then you get like a couple hours a week. True. And you're supposed to kind of train them. You're supposed to help them in their thinking. You're supposed to influence them for the gospel. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard. It's an uphill battle yeah. just because of sheer time. Well, when, when you have a, a school, you have a, a lot of opportunity and a lot of disciplines and subjects to help shine the light on who God is and what his work does in the midst of the natural world, in the midst of literature, in the midst of art. Mm-hmm. It, it's just a great opportunity to to help kind of kids have a, a Christ-centered biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. And so we've just seen it be an incredible blessing. And, uh, you know, in, in the world we're living in right now, Baron. It's one of these things as we see this huge divide, and we talked about it on the podcast. Right. It's not something, no surprise, right? Uh, but, it, but it is stark. And one of the most scary things for parents is some of the things that are being brought into the schools, mm. and it's, it's, it has nothing to do with academics. <laughs> you know, it has nothing to do with athletics or the normal things you associate with education, but it has to do with socialization. It has to do with politics. It has to do with, okay, what are the the morals and the norms? And a lot of parents are going, well, well, time out. I don't want some a group of people in Austin who kind of decide the curriculum and things. I don't want them making those decisions for me. Yes, our kids need to be educated, but I don't want someone else to kind of mandate this moral kind of conditioning. And so our, our school is an opportunity 
for us to come alongside of parents, give their kids top flight yes. education. It's an accredited school, um, you know, and, and to be able to to minister to families and serve them as they educate their children well. Mm. You know, I, you and I could talk about it all day, right? But why don't we? Hey. Why don't we talk <laughs> with the experts? Okay, let's have our actual head of schools, Monty Manser. Uh, and uh, we'll have the assistant, Jennifer Conant, who uh, they both are just an incredible part of River City and part of our family, and they oversee our schools. I got a chance to sit down with them, and we had a great interview just talking about Christian education, talking about our school. So why don't we let them kind of tell us what it's all about? All right, Sean, let's do it. Well, thank you guys for being with us. Thank you for having us. We're glad to be here. It is uh, it is absolutely, absolutely my pleasure. I am a fan of our school. And not just because I'm a board member uh, or because, you know, I have to, uh, but because I really believe in what God's doing. You know, um, this is a school that had been existing with kind of on its own. And they came to us and kind of asked about renting space, asked about, you know, maybe some partnership and as we prayed about it, I just felt like the Lord said, no, 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 I want you to take this in. I want this to become yeah. a part of the real life network and the real life ministry that you guys mm-hmm. are, are doing. And it has just been a very cool experience. That's now, awesome. Monty, when did you come? This was this is th- my third school year. Here. Third school year. Third school year. So we came in summer of, of 2018. Awesome. Yeah. Now, when, when, you know... We did the interview process. We fell in love with you. You know, uh, actually, Jen, I think you were part of a group of, of yes, teachers was. and others who interviewed Monty. And then when the board members and I came in, they looked at us threateningly and said, don't screw this up. That's exactly what we did. <laughs> <laughs> don't nice. screw this up. Because we knew. We knew he was the one. So. And you knew our capacity to yes. screw it up. <laughs> Monty, what, what attracted you to this school? What, what did you see that... You know, you had other opportunities. You had yeah. been at larger schools. What what said, hey, I want to be a part of this? I'll tell you what. I turned 50 the year that we moved here. Mm. And I had realized, okay, I've only got another 20 or 30 years to uh, really pour into something. I knew that my, my, next, my last few years I really wanted to pour everything into someplace where I could really agree with what we were doing. Right. I love the idea here that um, I think you and I had this conversation early, early on. We don't believe that kids are cookie cutter. Right, um, right. We believe that every kid is uniquely created by God. Mm-hmm. They're all created in his image. But whether you know whether they have this learning style or that learning style, whether they speak this way or that way, whether those pieces are all unique. Those pieces yeah. are all individualized. Those pieces, that calling on each child, and then being able to draw that out of those students and help each student to flourish, right. each student to find who they were created to be, not who somebody else wanted them to be or not to pattern somebody else, but right. to really just blossom into what God called them to be. Yeah. Uh, that's rich. Um, and, and I love that we have the opportunity to do that. Yeah. You know, uh, being a little smaller than some of your big schools or obviously your public schools, we really have the ability to do that. And I, and I absolutely love that. Jen, you have a very different kind of perspective because you, you are our assistant administrator. Mm-hmm. But you didn't start that way. No, I did you, not. You were a parent. You attend, Your family attended River City, mm-hmm. and you chose this school. Yeah. What drew you to River City Believers Academy? So um, interestingly enough, I would say my call to River City, our family's call to River City, was one of the you know handful of times in my life when I know that the Lord was speaking to me directly mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. about a 
you know, new journey that our family was going to be on. And part of that journey was um, me going back into teaching, but mm. also, you know, um, transi- transitioning our kids from public school to private school. Right. And, um, you know, I grew up private school. My husband grew up public school and our kids were in public school at the time. And really we had had a good experience. It's not that we were running from something that we felt was just really negative, but I really felt like the Lord was calling us to something different, especially our oldest at the time had just done his first year of middle school. Mm. And I just sensed that it was a really important time for us to start making some different decisions and a smaller school, um, you know, biblically based. Um, we knew that teachers and the administration shared our values, Obviously, we were partial to the church. We've long we're longtime members, um, and so it just really was overall just something that I felt the Lord confirming in our lives and just saying this is this is where it's supposed to be for you. This is where this is the next step for you as a teacher, and then it's the next step for your kids as yeah. students. So, and it's been a wonderful experience for all of us. So mm. I'm so grateful. This is our seventh year here no, we, so yeah we love your kids we love having them as a part and it looks like they've really flourished they and really really have that's yeah, been cool they have monty i love our culture here i love yeah. the the way our faculty you know we got a fantastic faculty i love the way they engage with the students how would you describe that culture if someone were asking you you know what's the culture like how would you describe it we're very very relational and intentionally so mm-hmm. okay um from their staff interaction to the staff to students to the staff to family um, one thing that we have done really well, the Lord has blessed us with an ability to connect, to connect with each other, to connect with our students, to connect with our parents and families um, in a way that's very personal. And again, yeah. it, it comes down to a one-on-one. It comes down to a, yeah. a vision bigger than just academics. Yeah. Academics comes because we create a culture of love. Yeah. Um, when we have that environment, if we're created in the image of God, we're created by one who is love to both be loved and, and to receive love and to give love. And so those pieces come together to create um, culturally an atmosphere fear where students can flourish, to where Absolutely. learning can, can happen, to where um, life change can happen, and where really and truly destinies generationally yeah. can be impacted. So. Yeah. Absolutely. You've done a superb job uh, putting a team together. How do you, because it just feels great and that, you know, we've got excellent credentialed teachers. We've got teachers who are specialists in their fields. Assembling a team with that kind of culture, how did you go about, how do you go about that? It's a very unique piece. We, we, first and foremost, we're, we're hiring for culture. We, we, we have turned down some folks who had some really neat credentials, neat resumes, but just didn't fit the culture with what we were building here. Mm -hmm. Right. We, we have some priorities of what we want to do, what we believe we've been called to do. Um, and that's the relational piece, that's the discipleship yeah. piece, that's the, the, the connected piece. Um, and, and then from there, when you can come, come to the place where you understand my calling is to produce passionate followers of Jesus Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. To where we can, where that's, that's our first and foremost. And along the way, then education can take place. When you come from that side, yeah. it's a little bit different. When I came into education, uh, I was, I was youth children's family minister for 10 years prior to that. Um, and I can remember one of my very first assistant principals uh, mm-hmm. told me, she said, Mr. Manser, what makes you so good at your job is your perspective is not first and foremost an educator, it's first and foremost a minister. Mm. And that's what we do. We do education well. It's great. Jen was talking about her student that came as a middle schooler. Mm-hmm. He's now in the Honors Engineering School at Texas A&M as yeah. a yeah. freshman. Yeah. Um, we do the, uh, the, ex- the academics with excellence, right. but we do it from a platform, from a, from a culture of, of relational connectedness and, and of genuine Christian mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think what's important is that we understand we're 
our, our product is a person, Absolutely. not a degree. Mm-hmm. And I think that's mm-hmm. so critical. You know, mm-hmm. if you understand, I want a young person who looks at the world a certain way, who is prepared, educated, and has been trained well so that they can face what, what you know, they're going to face mm-hmm. in college mm-hmm. and beyond, mm-hmm. but, but that they're a whole person. Their right. spiritual life, their physical life, their mental, their social, and I think that's important. Right now with COVID, that's been highlighted even more so. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the things, all of us in the spring, we went online. Schools all across America went online. Right. Um, we, our teachers, again, amazing, amazing staff. They were able to turn in three days and reinvent the entire way we do school, top yeah. to bottom, from scratch. I mean, really and truly, we discovered teams. We discovered Zoom. We all these pieces on the fly. Our joke was it was we were building the airplane in mid-flight. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we did the academics great. Our, we had a really good engagement. A really, the, the Lord, honestly, we didn't know what we were doing, but the Lord blessed what we were putting our hand to, and, and it worked out great. What we came to realize was that the academics was just a small piece of what these kids needed. Yeah, that isolation and that separation was devastating. Very hard. And so, kids. when we came back this summer, our commitment was and, and continues to be to be in person and in class. And yeah. you've done a superb job avoiding yeah. any major outbreaks. I mean, yeah. you know, we got the little kids and they're cute little, you know, superhero masks, yeah. you know, and things like yeah. that. But you guys have done a great job in that. Mm-hmm. The Lord has has been gracious. We have we have been diligent again about all the different pieces. We we've spread our desk out a little bit differently, but but we have you know, we still do PE, we still do recess, we still play, we still have life, yeah. we still do chapel, we still all of these pieces are, are are valuable because we can do it relationally again. Mm. Because education is a relational endeavor, and Christianity is a relational endeavor. And when you isolate yourself, a relationship is not face-to-face with a screen. Right. A relationship is face-to-face with a human, with a person, Absolutely. a personal touch. And so that's part of that whole holistic person, that, that, that spirit, soul, and body part that we're, we're, we're really emphasizing, and, and that COVID has actually helped us to re uh, renew our focus on, mm. to understand that, if all we're doing is pointing to the head, we're really not not right. doing our calling. The heart is what where, where we've got to go. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jen, you kind of work a lot with the teachers. Mm-hmm. You help support them mm-hmm. and encourage them. Um, what do you would you say makes this staff so special? Because it is. We hear that. We hear that feedback a lot. I mean, it's not just you know we're not just bragging here, but we hear that feedback. What What would you say you see? Because you work with these teachers a lot, mm-hmm. and and they really are unique. Yeah. They're very unique. And I, I can honestly say it's the best group of teachers I've ever worked with. Mm. And, you know, I've worked with some really good teachers, some really right. experienced teachers. Um, and these teachers, I think what it is for them is that they really do. Well, number one, this is a ministry for them. Mm. They look at it. It's not, yes, it's their job and, you know, they get a paycheck for it, but it is their ministry. It's their calling. And mm. they view each child. And this is what we love so much about them is it what Monty was talking about they view each child as being uniquely created by God and there is no cookie cutter. And so because of that, you know, each child has different needs. Each child has different ways of expressing their needs. Mm -hmm. Um, Each child has a different way of learning and um, they're willing to step up to that. You know, they're not, they don't insist that things have to be taught or done a certain way. And, you know, one way they're willing to go the extra mile for our kids. And we have just seen kids blossom and grow um, because of that, you know, maybe, kids that have struggled in other places or, you know, felt like they just didn't fit in. They found a place where they're safe and they're able to learn in the way that they need to learn. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's beautiful to see. And that's, that's a product of our staff. Yeah. So. And it feels like this place is 
an oasis of normalcy for the kids mm-hmm. in the midst of a world that has just been torn upside down over the last year. Yeah. You know, I see them, they're having fun, you know, they're, they're hanging with their friends. Yeah. We take the precautions we've doing distancing in spaces and things, mm-hmm. but they're kind of doing the normal school thing and it's so good for them. It really is. Yeah. So to the parent who is, um, listening going, Oh man, that'd be cool. But man, I don't know. I got a free public education, mm-hmm. you know, versus, you know, a, a paid, you know, private school. We work very hard to keep our tuition, you know, right. at reasonable. We want, we want to be a place where you don't have to be rich to go here. And yet it costs a significant amount. We're, mm-hmm. we're accredited. Uh, we have, we meet all the all state requirements. Yeah. Places. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that costs money to be able to do that. Um, how do you talk to parents who yeah. are wrestling with that decision? You know, well, Without coming down on private school, on public schools, because I don't speak for all public schools and I haven't been in the public school system for a long time, I do see some fruit that's coming out of a lot of the public schools that are just not healthy right now. Mm. Um, some of that is that the distancing, the isolation part that we're talking about. Some of it is um, the agenda coming out of Austin these days is just it can't just be education; it's got to be politics. Everything's so got to be politics. Yep, just you're right. No longer just the reading, writing, arithmetic. Now right. it's, it's a different way of thinking, a different way of identifying, a different. All of those pieces cloud the mind, yeah. they cloud, and they and they dim the spirit is what they do. Right. And so, what we're able to do is we're able to bring hope. We're able to bring life. Um, and again, we're able to, to to bring that in a holistic way, in a way that that we're we're we're, we're filling the spirit, mm. uh, but we're also we're giving giving the academics, but also just the the knowledge, the 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 integration of faith and reason that we're able to to not just tell you what to believe, but why we believe what we believe yeah. and, and how that applies to our economics, how that applies yeah. to our politics, how that applies to all the different. And, and in this current climate, what Christian love is really all about. Right. Um, right. What, what it means to be a Christian when we may have opposing political views, when mm-hmm. we may have opposing. Yes. And my first calling is not to be red, blue or whatever else. My first calling is to be a, a child of God and a representative of his kingdom. Right. How do we walk that out in a divisive and a diverse world? How do we walk that out in, in a COVID world? And how do we walk that out? In, and these are all big picture right. pieces right. that, I, again, we tell people all the time, we won't have been successful at this until we see a generation down the road, the fruit of our labor in these children's mm-hmm. children. Right. Um, and that's, that's what our picture is. And when we, when you, we, we put the goal out there. We're looking at generational yeah. um, influence. Yeah. Well, Jennifer, you guys had four kids. Mm-hmm. You, were, you had good public school experience. Yes, absolutely. You know, but you saw the value. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that took some sacrifices. Yeah. You know. Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> your oil wells aren't doing as well <laughs> as they were before exactly when the prices right. went That's down. exactly right. That's exactly right. So, I mean, just talk to the parent who, you know, you guys did. You tightened the belt. You did mm-hmm. some things. Um I just, I guess what I want to hear is a word of encouragement maybe to that parent who's borderline going, but I don't know how, how if I can or how I can. Yeah. I guess I would say it's worth it. Um, yeah. It's worth the sacrifice. Um, I feel like, you know, what greater thing can we invest in than our children? Um, they are our, you know, I, before I was a teacher, I was a stay at home mom. And mm-hmm. um, so I truly and still believe that my children are my first and greatest ministry besides my husband. And um, but as you know, we looked at them going into school um, and what that was going to look like for many, many years of their life, you know, you begin to think about, okay, 
all those hours that they spend in the classroom, all of the people that they are influenced by, um, you know, what do we want that to look like? And Mm -hmm. so, you know, for, for Galen and I, what we wanted it to look like was people that shared our values, um, a place where our kids were known, you know, that they weren't just a number, but that they were known and that their individual needs would be, um, would be met. Mm -hmm. And so, when you look at all that and then, you know, yes, there is a dollar, there's a value, you know, yeah, to it. Yeah. But to us, it was worth sacrificing in other ways in order, in order to, you just, you can't put a price on that, you know? Yeah. And, um, it's one of the best things we've ever invested in. Yeah. And so I, you know, no regrets for us. And we, and believe me, we're still in the thick of it. We've got a, a sixth, <laughs> oh, a 10th and an three. 11th grader, you know, so Come on, that's the it. reality is there, you know, <laughs> but it's worth it. It's yeah. worth every penny. So no, we did the same thing with our kids and, and, you know, we were fans of our public schools, mm-hmm. but as they got older, some things changed and, and really the political thing did become more of an issue and, and it became more kind of where we, we had less and less input Less and less, of, yes. like you said, the people, mm-hmm. you know, and so, you know, both our kids graduated from private Christian schools and it's a decision we're very grateful for. Yeah. As we think about the issue of finances, you know, we're, we're clearly not a wealthy school, but Monty, do we have scholarships? Yes. I mean, do we have a we, process we have to do that? We prioritized making sure that everybody who has a like-mindedness um, can, can have a way to come here. Mm. Um, and so we do, we offer scholarship opportunities, both for pastoral ministry for for military for all these things we discounts but then for financial financial needs we have a, a third party that does an assessment for us and then we actually this past year we gave away two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth mm. of, of discounts as they give away we invested that into some yeah. families that yeah. needed some assistance um and so also if you are out there listening today and you want to support our scholarship fund there's mm-hmm. an opportunity there to make way for yeah. other students to be able to come and, and participate in a christian education mm. Um, because that's a huge, huge piece um, to be able to reach our community. Not everybody is wealthy. Not everybody has the, the means, but if we have a heart and we want to influence a generation, then we can come together and, and, and get there. Um, yeah. And the Lord has really blessed us and, and, and blessed the families who are coming to have right. that way. So. Right. Well, if you're listening, I, I hope you, you heard that. If you are maybe available and you, you have resources and want to see this kind of ministry, this kind of educational opportunity available to kids who maybe can't, their parents can't afford it. You can be a part of that. Uh, I encourage you to check it out. And thank you guys. It's been mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, how do people find out more about River City Believers Academy? Where do they, where do they go? They can go to our website, which is rcbaonline.com, rcbaonline.com. Great. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a Facebook page. It's our River City Believers Academy. Mm-hmm. It's on the Facebook. And there's also, we have a actually, Instagram. Instagram account. It's River, RCBA Soldiers. Excellent. Um, our phone number, you can give us a call at the office, is 210-656-2999. You don't call it much, Monty? <laughs> I'll pass that one off before I get confused. <laughs> it was nice the way that team yeah, worked. That was right, beautiful. Right? <laughs> now, that, that, and, and I just encourage you, you know, you can go find out more online at RCBA Online. Dot com. Okay, that, so that's right. Online. Yeah, I'm right. RCBA Online. <laughs> they yeah. gave me a look and I'm like, wait, did I say it wrong? Yeah. RCBAonline.com. Uh, that's River City Believers Academy, rcbaonline.com. Yes. And just find out more because it's an awesome place. And I just encourage you to check it out. Thank you guys for being with us. Thank you, Sean. Great conversation. Yeah. And uh, let me pray for you guys before you go. Awesome. Lord, I pray for these amazing ministers and administrators and educators. I pray your blessing on them. I pray your blessing on all the teachers. I pray your blessing on this school. Let it be a place where kids truly are taught to follow you and trained to make the most of their gifts and their intellect and all the capacities you've given them. 
I thank you for this opportunity that, that our kids have, and I pray that there be many, many more who would have that. We're very grateful in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God thank bless you, Sean. Guys. Sean, like so many of the things that has happened at River City Community Church from the amphitheater now to this, did you ever see this happening and where it's come from to where it is today? No, as I said in, in our opening, this was unexpected, but it's been such a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's, God, God is so gracious. Amen. And, you know, you just heard these two people who are so godly and so qualified and so passionate about educating kids with a view on God's hand in all of creation. Uh, I am so grateful to work with people like this. It, it's, a, it's a real blessing. Wow. Uh, what do you see in the future, Sean, for Believers Academy? Well, I just see in opening our doors to more and more families and students, uh, just being able to kind of increase our facilities and our campus to be a, a just continue to be a top flight educational opportunity. Yeah, I see. Matter of fact, children who probably don't go to the school in the fields here at River City Community Church. Yeah, sports fields and stuff. We have sports teams and things. Yeah, yeah. So this is literally you have a community happening here. It's like yeah. a little city. Yeah, it, it is, and it's very, very cool. And that is all God. You know, He gave us His property. We knew it wasn't just for us; it was to be for the community. So. That's what God's doing, and we are grateful. And I encourage you to check it out if you're listening to the podcast today. Thank you for listening. I encourage you to check out what God is doing at River City. And if you have school-age kids, check out River City Believers Academy. It's an amazing opportunity. You know the website? rcbaonline.com. rcbaonline.com. You can get all the information you need there. And again, we thank you for listening to the Reaching for Real Life podcast. Uh, Again, we're at reachingforreallife.org. If you uh, enjoyed the podcast, you can hear it again on demand anytime, plus the 300 and other shows that we've got up there as well. (laughs) Pastor Sean, thanks again, brother. God bless, bro. You guys have a great day.